All right, hope, wish me luck. I hope that my audio files are corrupt. Uh, I'll, I'll corrupt your audio files. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, sure, yeah. If you're hearing just Conrad's side of the discussion, you'd almost think that the show was about video games. Right, exactly. You've got, you've got plenty to say when it comes to video games. Um, I think it's fair to say you're not exactly a scholar of Jonathan Holmes' anus. Right. I, mean, I, I want to learn. That's the thing. I, I, yeah. I want to get in there and study and really dig in to the research. Well, that's why I brought you on to the show to i mean at the moment you're at a very amateur level but the deeper and deeper we go into the subject you know you'll go from journeyman to to expert i hope um i'm actually thinking of offering up a doctorate in jonathan holmes's uh, anus a proctorate well, if I you just will i cannot cannot wait to plumb the depths of your knowledge oh absolutely um we're gonna go in hard and fast I think that's always the best way. Um, as a teacher and as a student, I often find that the crash course is the best way. So we're going to ride it furiously, this topic. So do people like it because they like to imagine me frowning? Is there just something about me frowning that makes people feel good? I don't understand. Because people just really, they flock to this anus talk, guys. Shining brightly. Look at it. That's as far as I've gotten with that song, but I'm it's... hoping to eventually uh, do a lot more with it. I, I won't. That's it for that one. I'm still it's... writing my musical, though, about your posterior. Why? No! Why? <laughs> no, I don't, because I'm pretty good at understanding the appeal of different things. <laughs> Even if I don't like them, you know? Like, oh, Twilight, I get that. Uh, women sometimes feel sexually repressed and they want to be desired, and they see sexuality as kind of a monster, but also as an enticing uh, pleasure center that they want to touch a little bit, but not too much. All right, makes sense. Twilight, not for me, but I get it. Uh, uh, Dark Knight Returns, you know, makes you feel like, oh, sometimes I'm tired, but no, now I feel great. Now I get to retire with Catwoman. Sure. I understand why people like that. My anus? Spoilers! Spoilers, by the way, for that I'm one. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. So, Thanks a lot. You've ruined Christmas for the people that were looking forward to a Dark Knight Rises Blu-ray under the Christmas tree, under the Yuletide plant. <laughs> Well, you know, maybe they uh, changed the ending. People are excited about that Dark Knight Rises. They love it. And other people are still saying it sucks. It's interesting to uh, watch that. But anyway, back to... Uh, just explain to me. Because maybe explain if you explain... Explain Why would you want to talk about my butt? Why? Well, we were talking about Dark Knight Rises. You're the one that's brought this back to your butt. <laughs> Dark Knight Rises is... Uh, Uranus has a topic. very strong gravitational pull. Mm. No, but that's, that's enough about astronomy. Back to your ass. <laughs> I don't get that's it. That's a good one. That was a reverse Uranus joke. Everyone always does the ha-ha, we're talking about planets. I secretly mean assholes. I was going, we're talking about assholes. Secretly, I'm talking about planets. 
Maybe I've been talking about planets this whole show, like ever since Podtoid started, and you and your narcissism just assumed it was your ass. Yep. Maybe. Did you ever think of that M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> twist? It's very unlikely because you talk about me pooping yeah. on you, and that's not something a planet would do not, or anyone. It's not true. I'll go that far and and say it's the planet stuff isn't true. Uh, <laughs> rest assured to the listeners. I, I'm, I'm a big man of heart and fat, but for the listeners, let me just assure them that. Every time we've talked about assholes, I've not been talking about planets. Uh, I am talking about Jonathan Holmes's anus. Anyway, we've got well, to get I... off the anus subject. Okay, fine. Be Again, good. Too well, much what... last week. Stop bringing it back arrogantly to your ass. I just want to oh. know why it happens, and maybe then I can help make it to not happen as much. <laughs> I'll never know. I'll never know. Uh, it's obviously something you're doing. It's my fault, is it's, what you're saying. Yes, yes. Um, clearly. <laughs> clearly. Feels yeah. Feels you awful. took you, t- <laughs> you took the Yashmak off of your ass. That's what I'm getting you for Christmas, is is like um a black veil just just to strap to your belt that covers your ass with a little slit in the middle for your eye to look through. Oh, I have an eye? Uh, your eye on your arsehole. I thought that was a movie pitch from last week, but no, it's also my I'm, truth. Now. I'm talking about the cho- the chocolatey one. Oh, your little that's... the little cocoa puff in the middle. I am I am cocoa for your cocoa puff, Jonathan. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Your cuckoo for my cocoa puff. Cuckoo, that's it. Sorry, cultural differences. You can also be cocoa for my cocoa puff. That's no, you can't. Why am I? <laughs> Say these things out loud, you rascal. It's the seduction. That's my seduction technique. Mm. You've just... Very Morrissey-esque. Ah, Morrissey. Po- yes, you are kind of the Morrissey of games. I am the Morrissey of... I also, instead of singing, just yawn in tune. <laughs> ah, punk child bicycle. Oh. <laughs> That's how Morrissey <laughs> sings. And there'll be another fabulous singer impression next week. It there, was good. There won't Morrissey be. fans are going to be uh, happy to hear it. Yeah. Uh, Both should... of them. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. That was a stinger. Mm. Oh, God. Morrissey is furious right now. Yeah. That's the worst he's ever heard. <laughs> about his act. Uh, you know how he got his start. He was uh, writing to rock and roll magazines about how much the Ramones suck. <laughs> no, you see that right there. That right there. There. Mm. Oh, God. perfect example of why Morrissey and I will never, ever, ever see eye to eye. Please tell us more. Conrad's angry. This is brilliant. I mean, how can you possibly bitch about the Ramones? You don't. I mean, it's not complicated, but it doesn't have. It's rock and roll. Rock they and roll is not complicated. They mm. were selfish. The Ramones. They were. They wanted the airwaves, and I think Morrissey <laughs> was. He wanted at least a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a territory thing. Mm. You took it quite literally then. Yeah. No, he, he really hated it. what happened was um, um, several years ago, before Morris's rise to power, there was a bit of a, a fight between Morrissey and the Ramones. The Ramones won, and they made him sign a document that said, you know, he could only make so much amount of money a year. Um, he wouldn't be able to gather armed forces, all these kinds of things that he couldn't do. Um, 
eventually, like, his financial situation was awful. He was in ruin. Um, and then he just riled up his agents, his agency, his band, you know, the rest of the Smiths. He um, got them fired up and said, you know, we demand Liebentraum, uh, which was German for living space, and annex Poland. <laughs> Are you talking about, like, Hitler? <laughs> oh! I've, I'll tell you what I've done. I've confused the Smiths <laughs> and the National Socialist Party of Germany in the 30s or 40s. <laughs> That's easy to do. I could see how that could happen. Yeah. Wow. Oh, God. Oh, oh I must have looked like a right tit. Oh, 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 I feel like a fucking loon. Whoa. Your intensity was great. What's, uh, what's going on with video games? Let's what? talk about them. You guys excited about them? Let's talk about something else. Huh? Let's talk about the video games. Uh, just, it's all you got. I know you don't got anything else. Uh, what? Yeah, that's is, this is it. I finally gotcha. Gotcha. That's a gotcha moment. Was that a... I gotcha. Was that a slight against my personal life? No. Did you just say I've got nothing else to live for but video games? <laughs> no. Right? No. Here's the no. List, here's the oh. list of things that I've got that aren't <laughs> video games. You'll find video games are quite low on the list, right? Number one, Jonathan Holmes. Number two, Jonathan Holmes' house. Number three, Jonathan Holmes' life. Number four, burying Jonathan Holmes. Number five, taking Jonathan Holmes' place in his house. Number six, convince the wife. Number seven, children. Number eight, all called Jonathan Holmes. What are you going to do? <laughs> You're going to have children? In your house. I'm going to have your family for you. Because I want you to have the perfect life, but I don't think you know how to have one. Like, the perfect life. You'll have a good life, if left to your own devices. Um, but I feel that would be a waste. We've only got one life in this world, so I think it's best if I were to just, not kill you, but but let you go to sleep for a long time. <laughs> wow. And, and then I will, you know, whack a bald cap on, or just shave it. Um brown up, tell your wife I'm you, and then just live a false life. And, you know, I'll go to your hospital, I'll, I'll do all the patient fingering, whatever it is you do, uh, and then just have the perfect life. I'll raise five children, all called Jonathan Holmes, except for the girl who will be called Rory, Rory Fingers. What? That's not, that's a, is that a girl's name? Rory Ro Fingers Holmes. <laughs> that doesn't seem right, somehow. It's, it's good. It's good. Anyway, speaking... <laughs> wow. Yes, okay, I'm sorry. Speaking Go ahead. of your personal life. Yes. I've got a PSA I want to put out. A public service announcement? Don't worry, we will get to video games and stuff. I just... God, this is for our listeners, okay? I appreciate our listeners. They're fantastic. Mm. It's scary that they're still with us, but on the whole, appreciative. I mean, don't get me wrong, if we had no listeners a week... I just lie to you two and tell you we do so I can keep doing it uh, for my own amusement. But we do have, you know, way more listeners than we deserve. And it's great that they join in. Mm. But last week's comment thread on Destructoid. Oh, on the uh, Podtoid. Yeah, a bit less of that. You're, you're saying that. I'm saying that. Because well, even there was a long talk about the uh, just anal sex. 
like a serious discourse. Are you saying less of that? Uh, it was more the talk about members of your family. Um, and the things that, from your comments, made you seem a bit, not upset, but a bit concerned. I'm just Oh, oh interesting read. I just tell people to stop being yucky. But they just continue, so... Yeah, it was the bit when they um, said that your wife's bad at oral sex. I didn't want to say it. Jonathan, I didn't want to say it. I said something that led them to think that. They had really enjoyed thinking about it, clearly. And it's, it's you know, I have to face the fact that people listen to podcasts because they're interested in the people on the show. And when you're interested in people's lives, uh, you think about their whole life and you think you know more about their life than you do because it's fun. I mean, that's why people like the like Kardashians. When you, and... Like when you go on a podcast and imply that someone's got no life outside of video games, Jonathan. <laughs> I, papa! Papa, ba, no. <laughs> Call me Papa again. <laughs> oh, Papa. Oh, that's papa. brilliant. I yeah, think you just... should be my new son. <laughs> <laughs> it's you... weird because I'm older than you. I could you actually be your dad. Reloader that... that lives in here currently. We'll kick him out. He can live in the backyard. I'll say, sorry, we've got a new you. Uh, it's called Jonathan Holmes, and he calls me Papa. <laughs> all I want in a son. But uh, I did talk about how I don't care about oral sex or, or like it all that much, and people must have implied that meant that uh, I have bad oral sex in my life, which I do not. Mm-hmm. Not that it matters, but uh, yeah, I'm not very horny, guys. It just comes comes down to that. I used to be. This is why I'm double horny, um, just to make up for the, um, the the lack in Jonathan. Not, a, mm. not in a deficient way, there's nothing wrong with him. It's just I've got to pick up the slack. <laughs> and that wasn't a got for to. me wanking him off. Although it could be, if I play my cards right. Um, anyway, I just thought, you know, just, just let's, let's not go that far. I, would I don't prefer talk about people... your personal family life. I don't think that's oh, yeah. fair. Apart from when I did just say I will live with your wife. <laughs> that's well, that's a, it does send a mixed message to them because they want to join in on the fun that we have, you and I and Conrad. Uh, but the difference is, and this isn't fair, but it's just true. I don't know all of the pod toyed listeners personally. When you know people personally, you can uh, joke around with them uh, publicly on a, on a podcast. Yeah. When, when people are just writing comments on things saying, you know, eat my ass, you know, that, that, that I don't, I don't laugh when I read those comments. I think, oh, oh no. I but maybe that's what they want. They're doing it from know. a place of love. That's the thing. I like, kind of think they do. I ask they, them directly, like, that you're in on the joke because you're I'm not, in on the joke here. Yeah, but it's a very different uh, thing, I think. Uh, well, uh, I think I that's think so. why I'm, why I thought I'd do, just put out a little PSA just to, just to say that there are, it is difficult to know when the joke goes too far. You know, talking about Jonathan Holmes' family members, maybe not so cool. Um, however, if you do what you did on Friday, <laughs> which is when Kotaku posts an article about me and Ben Kachera, and you spam the comments with just in all caps, Jonathan Holmes' anus. I didn't know that happened. <laughs> Keep that up. What? No, don't do that. <laughs> that's not what I like, but that's the thing. They do, there is a, an edge of sadism to it with the readers. I'll say, stop doing that, and they will say, I like that you don't like it. This is for me, not for you. <laughs> oh my god, no one 
said that, did they? Yeah, they do. They okay, say, that, yeah, that's... This is for me, not for you. I don't care that you don't think it's funny. Jonathan Holmes' anus. Period. They will say. You see so, yeah, well, Did they know. say Jonathan Holmes' anus, period? Because that's given me a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> they did not. They, 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 the, the punctuation mark. They ah, didn't okay. I'm sorry. Well, anyway, you know, we don't want to bring the, the mood down. It's a Christmas month. Why did Kotaku write a story about you and Ben Kochera? Uh, they just loved our penises. <laughs> How did I miss this? Stephen, Stephen Totillo said, I got a good gander at them too, at E3. <laughs> and I thought their penises were incredible. No way. No, I'm, I'm, I'm lying and it's not even a funny one. So did they really write a story about you guys or no? Oh, oh they wrote a story. Because uh, oh. me and Ben Kuchera like Call of Duty uh, Black Ops 2 on the Wii U. Yeah. I wrote an article on Friday, I think. Or was it Thursday? It was one, one of the days of the week. Yes. They posted an article on Destructoid called the Wii U um, colon. <laughs> not that colon, you dirty-minded boy. Um, the preferred console <laughs> FPS experience. Are colon sexy? Like internal <laughs> organs? You know? it's like, oh, liver meat. Oh, kidneys. That's not hot. <laughs> You're the one who keeps bringing it back. I just want to figure you out. You're interesting. But anyway, yes. Yeah, so you wrote about how you like uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 2, which I, you know, I'm not a uh, an expert on that series. But when I played it on the Wii U, I thought it feels like it felt on the other systems, except I got a little screen now. Felt all right. You like you even liked it. You liked it a little more. It seems like fucking the gamepad is perfect. Outside of keyboard and mouse, obviously, mm. uh, as far as console FPS goes, that gamepad feels incredible. Mm. I've been replaying the campaign of Black Ops Two. I've already beat it, but I've been replaying the campaign of Black Ops Two when I'm bored of the multiplayer just to keep playing first-person shooters on the Wii U because it's the only one at the mm. moment. Uh, I love it. That's I love great. how the sticks just feel perfectly placed. I like that it's big, wide thing. Uh, you know, the gamepad, big, flat, lots of space for my mm. big old chunk of sands. It's good stuff. And so I can, it just feels really comfortable and, and great. And I, what the thing I love the most, I think I said this last week, was the whole, on the touch screen, you can touch the slider of the aim sensitivity while you're playing, so you don't have to keep going into a menu and backing out into a menu, backing out um, to try and guess the, the preferred sensitivity. So I got it, like, pixel perfect. Mm. It was just the perfect amount of aiming sensitivity that I needed. Um to get the job done. And you can do that personally with it all. I, I love it. So, yeah. So I did that, and, and uh, Totilo at Kotaku wrote it up. A weirdly sarcastic article, to the point where 50% of the, the, the readers thought it was a personal attack against Ben and myself, and other people thought it was a sarcastic attack at just people that didn't like the Wii U. Um, that's how I read it. It seemed, seemed like he was getting at people who thought that Black Ops 2 would be shit on the Wii U. And he was like, well, here are two people who think it's really good. And then posted about our articles, which was fine. Mm, that's nice. It gives you some uh, some expanded readership. Yeah. Kotaku people are going to read it now. I've got to gotta say, I am in love with the Wii U at the moment. I might get over it, but right now I am looking for excuses to turn it on all the time. The Willem Dafoe Meverse community certainly gives me a reason every day. Um, it doesn't seem to be slowing down. No. It's amazing. A couple of people are upset. 
I know it's some angry comments in there, but on the whole, fuck them. On the whole, it's it's working. Because I don't care about the angry comments, because what, they're going to stick around and keep that community going for the next three years, are they? I don't think so. When three ev- years? That's the plan? It's, I've got a three-year plan. Uh, when When the rest, I said this again last week, when the rest of the world forgets Rabbids Lands exists, because it'll happen. Who talks about carnival games now? Nobody. I forgot it existed. Exactly. As mm. soon as people forget about Rabbids Lands, and it ain't going to take long, it will be the Willem Dafoe community. We're going to be there forever for, the, for at least three years. So fuck anyone who gets upset because they're fair-weather friends to Rabbids. They're just being dicks. <laughs> I feel guilty. I haven't checked it in a few days. I've been very, very busy this week, uh, but I, I do want to get back to it. It is, it is it's such a welcoming place of totally low standards. You can do the worst Willem Dafoe drawing ever, and you'll get like 20 yeahs and likes. And people are just happy and good to each other there. It's a, yeah. it's a very nice place. There yeah. are some other good communities coming up, as oh, well yeah? as well as Funky Barn. Yeah, Funky uh, Barn's not bad. Funky Barn's funny, but there is now Cabela's like hunting animal blood sport, whatever it's called. You know, the latest Cabela's hunting experience game. People have been having fun with that one, especially because the icon, the game's logo, is a bear with its mouth wide open. And and the logo of the game always appears on every post you put on the, the Miiverse page. Mm. So what they've started doing is drawing speech bubbles that go from the bear with its open mouth <laughs> into the post, and then they write whatever's the, whatever the bear is saying. I wrote, my only crime was co-writing Saved by the Bell. That was mine. <laughs> The best one, I forget who did it, but the best one was, I am Cabela, freely hunt my people. <laughs> uh, there's another one, I forget what it's called, Party Game Fun Time or something. Um, mm. And people are going in there. Like, any of the crappy shovelware games just become this beacon of sarcasm on the on Miiverse, which is fantastic. It's like the quality games are getting a lot of people genuinely excited, you know, drawing little fan pictures, posting screenshots. If it's a shit game, the world knows it. It's a fantastic way of just gathering quick opinions on a game. Uh, yeah. If it's and incredibly it's... sarcastic and full of off-topic drawings, you know the game's shit. <laughs> it's interesting because the Wii went for so long with having the, the, the public image of it, and the majority of the thousands of games released for it are not good. It, it's the cheapest to develop for, so people just turn around a game in three months on a, a shoestring budget and put it out there. Um, and there's all this pent-up hatred at that that now has a place to go, uh, but without, you know, because it's moderated, it's not like people are just going on Funky Barn and saying, fucky barn, fuck this barn, and all that (laughs) stuff. They have to uh, reel it in, which then brings out the creativity, and it's really funny. They deleted my, um, I also had the the, the Cabela Bear say Romney was robbed, and they they deleted that one. Um, They also made me change my profile, like my actual Miiverse profile. Really? Because because yeah. I had my Jimquisition catchphrase as my profile message, as the bio, thank God for me. And that was offensive. Oh, thank gosh for me would be okay? I, I just wrote inoffensive statement. That's what I wrote. <laughs> and then and pinged them back and said, that's been changed. And then afterwards, I, I just wrote, you know, general self-advertorial things. So, yeah, me versus good. 
Yeah, the um, Wii U is good. People like it a lot. They're I'm sad like, about the updates, but the actual... Which makes me feel like it's going to fail. Because the the people who like it love it so much, but they are the... You know, they're the, the diehards, the people that were willing to take a risk on it day one. Um, everyone I talk to who is seeing the Wii U commercials just turns to me and says, why would I want to buy that? Where's the motion controls? Why, well, where's the dancing? Where's where's the cuteness? This is... Ugh, what is, I don't even know what that thing is. I already have an iPad, and they just get angry at me for ever saying <laughs> that it was a good system. Uh, so, so far, people who hate video games who bought the Wii because it was like an anti-video game console, you know, for purely um, circumstantial evidence. I haven't done any hard research on this yet, but everyone I've talked to who hates video games doesn't want a Wii U, which would be bad for the Wii U because uh, they were hoping to suck in people who think they don't like video games as they did with the Wii. And oh. uh, so far, so bad, I think. That's just a shame. Mm, yeah. I hope it does well. Me too. They could always come out with a... If they suddenly have a game that just uh, speaks to the consciousness of those folks, as uh, Wii Sports did or Mario Kart Wii did, you know, the, the Wii had a lot of games that suddenly caused the sales to spike. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm still hopeful. Yeah. Mm. What do you think, Conrad? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Actually, to be perfectly honest, I've been really distracted for the last 10 minutes. I have no idea what you've been talking about. That's okay. You you just got a new computer, I heard. I did. I just got a new computer. It was that's sent to me. Oh, that's nice. Yes. I'm still figuring it out. I'm running Windows 8. And I don't know if you guys have fiddled with Windows 8 at all yet. Only on my phone. Run. I've not touched the, the the desktop one. It's... I'm ha- there's a few things. I mean, it's really dramatically different. It's. Uh, I read an article the other day. Uh, I wish I could remember where, where someone was saying that you know, this jump, a lot of people are saying, oh, it's like v- the new Vista. But he, he was like, this is really more like the step from 3.1 to Windows 95. Oh, wow. I mean, it's just com- really dramatically different from a usable usability standpoint. Everything kind of still functions the same way. But just like with that transition, there are some incongruities um, with the UI and things like that. Uh, the, window, the Windows 8 platform has this really kind of you know it's really attractive uh the start screen they got rid of the start menu and now it dominates your entire display yeah Mm. which is annoying drives me fucking crazy (laughs) but it is what it is and i'm coming to terms with that because i'm not going to have a choice eventually Mm. but what's interesting about it is that they've built it out as this sort of app store interface and there's the Microsoft embedded apps, the stuff you buy from the store, and all of that comes up in this same sort of start menu dominating the display, everything opens up. And when you close that, it takes you back to the start menu. Instead of like any other program that you would close, it would take you back to the desktop. So you have to press a separate button to go back to the desktop, which is just fucking weird. And then some programs have that app integration and look all fancy, and then others are, you know, the old Windows-style things and jumping back and forth from one to the other. It's just... It's weird. It's really weird. And until Microsoft can get everybody to to hop on the the bandwagon with their layout stuff, it's going to continue to just feel really disconnected, I think. Um, Well, you guys like... you you like computers, right, guys? You like them. 
Yeah. Like, oh, computers. Maybe you can explain to me, why do they always do that? Does anyone ever like it when they come out with a new thing to learn? Like, I got a, oh, I don't know what that icon does anymore. And, oh, well, where's I mean, my buttons? And, when uh, these when sorts of improvements, by and large, the trend has always been one of um, creating user interfaces that are actually more inclusive and more uh, accessible to people who are unfamiliar with computers already. And that's mm. really, I think, where the division lies. People who are coming into Windows who haven't used Windows before, who are coming from Apple computers, will find it probably much more enjoyable, but when you have uh. that prior history of an experience with the OS and the things that work with you and the things that are comfortable, I mean, the first thing I do whenever I deal with a new Windows OS is figure out how to get to the command prompt. And it's different every fucking time. <laughs> that doesn't seem good. But, I don't know. Oh, because not everyone needs to use the command prompt. The, the number of people who need to use the command prompt diminishes daily. Yeah. I mean, Windows 8 in particular is, is a... Uh reaction to apple oh uh, yeah i mean you know apple's been encroaching on microsoft's turf microsoft well, doesn't it's the like zune, it too i mean it the zune was that same reaction and it even looks like the zune huh. yeah yeah um so they've been trying to fight back on apple's terms which might not be wise considering it's apple's territory you know it and I, I don't it depends know on whether or not the the jobs cook transition like, if they can maintain the cult the way they always have at Apple, then it'll be fine. But the murmurs of discontent seem to be getting louder, and I can't help but think that maybe some of that's going to break up. Mm. Possibly. Um, I just think Microsoft's biggest problem is it's, it. I feel like it's gone into this half-cocked. I feel like it's this was a knee-jerk reaction. It didn't quite think it through. Because, I mean, I'm, I've, I, I switched recently to a Windows phone, as I, I've said on the show. I love it. I really do love it, but you can tell where there's just not the support it needs to really be incredible. Um, but at the know. same time, that same support was always kind of the Apple problem. You know, they're, they're, the exclusivity of available software on Apple has always been less than on Windows. And it, you couldn't, the scope would have been too large to try and pull off what Apple does with their full sort of integrated, smooth, clean stuff with everybody else that's developing for, for PC. I mean, it's just unrealistic to expect True, that it could that's, work this way. That's the problem. It's almost like Microsoft had, like that was Microsoft's edge, was it had all this support. And now it's done something that gives it less support than Apple has. But you know? it's all still there. It all still works. I mean, you know, I... For example, I couldn't, uh, for whatever reason, download the Skype for Windows 8 in order to do the podcast today. Um, I'm having some registration problem with Windows 8 or, or something, and I couldn't get into the App Store to download it. But I could still go and download the prior version that was, you know, regular Windows and whatever, and it works just fine. All, you know, the software is still functional. It's just it's a little trickier to get to it, and it's not consistent in terms mm. of the, the, the experience. Sure. Sure, and um, like I say, I mean, I, I think, and that's the problem is they're trying to sell people on Windows 8, but it's an OS you keep having to back off from <laughs> to the get the old time. stuff. At the same time, though, again, this is one of those things that we have we've experienced time and again with changes in the Windows platform, and everybody always eventually comes around. There's that early adopted period, and sometimes it lasts the entire period that the operating system is available for sale, uh, but. There is a period of adjustment. It usually comes around. I think the OS is really pretty cool. It seems to run just great. I don't have any 
actual problems yeah. with it other than these little niggling inconsistencies in form. Sure. Well, I mean, like I said, I'm not saying this as someone who's got anything against Windows 8. Um, I'm loving the way it feels and, and operates on my phone. And that's actually want, made me want to try Windows 8 and actually well, and take phone, the plunge. But tablets, it's actually, I think it's ideal for that platform because you really only want one screen up at a time in a lot of circumstances. And, and because these are smaller devices and the OS is all-inclusive, uh, they can have more firm control and they can create that consistent experience on those devices. It just won't work on PC. And this is my problem. It's This is what's stopping me from making the jump because I'm like, well, I like this on my phone. Uh, it's so nice looking and it feels nice to use. I might want to try that on my PC, but then I get scared because I use my PC every day for a lot and a lot of shit, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm worried that it's just going to be too much of a jump for me to get my stuff done. Right, that'll slow you know, down. I'm too busy, yeah, work. too busy fucking around trying to get everything to work again um, and find out what does this, where does this go, where's this hiding. Um, it just feels like such a big jump at a time when maybe Microsoft would have been better off holding on to what it's got rather than alienating so many people. But we will see. Is that Surface out yet? They put that Surface out? Yeah, the Surface uh, tablets are out, aren't they? I think I so. Figured. Yeah, I figured yeah, there was... Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, I keep seeing these ads all over Hulu where they're clicking that keyboard on it, which actually, admittedly, looks pretty cool. It does look neat. Yeah. Well, here's yeah. the thing. I'm, I'm actually loving some of this, some of what Microsoft's doing here. You know, its movements in. It's got some great-looking stuff. Clean, um, fun to use. Like, it's actively fun to use a Windows, like, phone. Mm. Um, and the Surface looks great. And I'm really getting so sick of apple the only reason i still keep up with any of their products is because they've got such a strong game market and i feel you know it's best to have that so i can do my job um otherwise sorry, i'm burping oh, i like your burps i've cool. been drinking monster again um but the reason again why i don't want to abandon apple totally and and just stick with the microsoft stuff is this this feeling of half cockness this feeling of of you know they they're not quite doing everything they should. I mean, gaming gaming on uh, a Windows like tablet phone thing is great. I love the Xbox Live integration. They've got some nice exclusives, but just not enough. Um, mm. And not enough for as long as it's been out. It's been out for a while, and it should have more than it's got. Um, plus, they're way more expensive than they should be. And there's a lot of shit on there. <laughs> It's weird with Steam doing so well that Microsoft hasn't tried to encroach back on where they started, which was the the PC market, and push Xbox Live more on PC. Um, that's, you know, the, a lot of Xbox owners were PC gamers that were kind of taking a chance on consoles, thinking, well, this is as close to a, a PC as you can get on consoles. And then uh, the Steam has this huge growth and yet microsoft doesn't really have that strong of a, a presence at least that i'm aware of in the the pc market uh, in terms of downloadable games and whatnot am i missing something are they doing something big that i just didn't notice well the, the the integration of the uh the app store the xbox games in windows 8 is really smart it's you know it's just embedded right in that yeah. bitch you can't miss it it's easy to buy stuff from it and and get on and, and so well, what games do they have on there 
they got oh, some good games, games for on Windows there? Live stuff and you know uh, smaller games and all sorts of little things. So I, yeah, I mm. think it, I think they have a potential to enter that space, but the hold that Steam has over the hardcore PC gamer, like they're gonna have to pursue casual market stuff to yeah, and really. really they need to start working with fucking Valve, not competing. Yes. Mm. They need to. This is again like this is the big problem um, I'm finding with the new direction Microsoft's going in is it's not working with people. <laughs> it's mm. like give game developers incentives to put games on your fucking phones and tablets and work with Valve. Don't like this the whole Windows Live thing they tried. It's it was stupid. If they're moving into trying to dominate your PC experience, they need to work with people that know their shit. And Valve knows its shit when it comes to distribution of games. Uh, I, I And I hope they fucking realise that, rather than alienate them to the point where Gabe Newell calls Windows 8 a disaster and doesn't want to work with them. Yeah, it's strange to me that, uh, at least from what I've heard, Sony, Microsoft, or Nintendo, none of them have tried to partner directly with Valve on very much, other than... You could play Portal 2. Um, wasn't there a cross-play with that? With, um, Sony reached out. Sony, yeah, Sony on joined a couple forces. Occasions. Yeah, but not, not to the degree I would expect. If I had Sony money or Microsoft money behind me and I could try to use that money to get exclusives with Valve uh, or with Steam, I would have done that so long ago. That would have been such a good PR move and just a, a profit deal, as they say in the jerk yeah. You guys seen The Jerk starring Steve Martin? I love The Jerk. It's a pretty it's good a great movie. movie. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, like I say, I the only reason I'm being critical of Microsoft at the moment is because I do like the idea of a lot of what they're doing with uh, mm-hmm. Windows right now. I just don't like some of the the current state of it and some of the direction it's going in. You know, I don't like the idea of them having this stranglehold over gaming in particular. That worries me. Um, well, I've heard more and more from smaller developers that they're moving away from Microsoft's current practices. There's still some that uh, have been with Microsoft for a while. James Silva, who did um, Vampire... Scott Studios, Dishwasher, oh, Vampire Smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he gave he me loves... a pen that was shaped like a syringe and it had blood in it, Jonathan. Oh, that's nice. He still is saying, oh, Microsoft's the best to work with. I have a great relationship with them. So that's good. But And I'm sure that it's possible to have a great relationship with them, depending Actually, on who you talk to. But, yes. That was one of the best things about the phone I got, was I now have I Made a Game with Zombies in it on it. Which is just the... <laughs> that's almost... The, whoa. Ooh. Hello, Conrad, with that noise. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good one. It almost sounded like a Commodore 64. Is that what they sent you instead of the computer we arranged? <laughs> that would have been amazing. But I already had one of the closets. Triple so. screen Commodore 64. <laughs> Just three giant fat oh. clunky monitors. And that crisp six or 320 by whatever, 240 resolution. Yeah. That it, oh, oh, man. I'm going to play the fuck out of Whizball. <laughs> that game needs to come back. I don't know about Whizball. Tell me about Whizball. Whizball? Yes. I forget. <laughs> it was a game that had a green ball with a, a wizard inside it, we were supposed to believe. Um, and you'd fly around shooting things. And he had a little wizard's cat, which was in a, a smaller ball that would fly next to him. <laughs> and you just shoot at stuff, I think, to fill up 
a meter or something. Sounds good. It was, yeah, it was, uh, we played the shit out of that game. Play this other weird game where you were a little man, a little squat man, and there was like weird Picasso, almost, I always say Picasso, I mean to say Dali, um, Dali-esque things in the background, and you picked up, I don't know if they were like sheets of music or pages from a book, mm-hmm. um, that's literally all I remember about it. I've been trying to remember what the game could be for... I'm pretty sure I know that game. If anyone's yeah. got a clue, I... I about with me too. I think it's Weird Dreams, it's called. Right? I might look that up after, but if... You're a guy in your pajamas, you're, you're in, uh, like you said, surreal backgrounds, you'll suddenly just get murdered. I'm gonna uh, have to look it up. Hold on. Weird Dreams game. Yeah, Weird Dreams is a game that I really liked. Back when I uh, preferred Western developers. Holy crap, the cover art for the Amiga version was amazing! Yeah, Weird Dreams is pretty rad, guys. You know what? I don't think that was it. Really? No. The guy I'm thinking of looked a lot more squat. Hmm. He looks okay. very squat. The, the Amiga right is fucking fantastic. I've got to I'll make it right on that, Conrad. <laughs> no, he, he was a lot more squat, and you picked things up. <laughs> I'll look into it. There's so many Commodore 64 games. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, it was the um, sort of the Wii of its time, I'd say. It was so cheap to develop for. So many people are just like, oh, yeah, of we course, got a weekend. Let's make that. Of course, in the middle of all these screenshots is a Lego Harry Potter having sex with what I presume is a Lego Hermione. <laughs> Did you see the uh, Nintendo Direct today? They had Lego Iwata holding a Lego carrot and just contemplating it. I couldn't be bothered. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't watch it um, this this week. Um, yeah, there are so many happened. of them now. Yeah, nothing really happened. Um, they showed some new Pikmin three footage, which I am the only person on staff I think who is truly excited about it. it looks like oh, no, Jordan's from- super pumped for Pikmin. He's a big fan of that. But this footage, people were like, "Yeah," but they're, you're throwing bombs at a at a guy in the dark, guys. There's a crab shoots bubbles. Looks <laughs> oh, great. Wrong. I, I mean, I like I like the Pikmin formula, but I have more fun with it when it's Overlord. Mm, yeah, that's more your your taste. Yeah, but. I like Overlord. I wonder if that'll come back. Poor Overlord. Nah, that guy's yeah, dead in a ditch. Uh, it was always a good. I I always really liked the games. It always frustrated me though because it it always felt like they had a great idea and went only so far with the execution, and never quite made it the game it should be. Yeah. yeah. I remember talking to them about that. They just didn't quite have the money they wanted, but they were hoping that the sequel would be really big, and then finally Overlord 3 was going to follow through with everything mm-hmm. they always had planned, and then it didn't do too good. I never liked also that uh, it never really promised what it like, delivered what it promised. Because you were never really an evil overlord. Because they always put you up against people who were far worse. And I never quite got the dungeon keeper, I'm the bad guy feeling from it. Um, they kind of, it, it just felt like they, they backed out of their own um, idea a little yeah. too, too often. Yeah, that makes sense. They were, uh, on the surface he was bad, but he didn't actually do anything bad. I don't remember. You just fought See, guys. Now what you need to do is get the people who write Saints Row. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, and, and get them to help Rihanna out. I mean, not that Rihanna generally needs help. She's pretty talented. Wait a but... minute. 
Rihanna, Rihanna Pratchett. The singer? Wasn't it Rihanna Pratchett? Oh, right? sorry. Yeah. I thought, you were I thought we were going into very tasteless territory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, it was Rihanna Pratchett, the uh, daughter of that guy who wrote Terry those. Pratchett. That's right. What did he write? Myths, uh, myth and uh, he wrote or something? Discworld. Like oh, I mixed the, that up. Yeah, he's yeah. like got thirty odd books in the suit, and, and he's uh he's done writing now. He he retired. Uh, he's uh, apparently very ill, which is unfortunate. Oh, he's um, an incredible sense. talent. Alzheimer's. Yes, that's right. Oh, it's that's probably right. Probably the like the worst for a creative guy. For a yeah. guy with so many ideas to just. It's. Oh, and that's the thing. Like my grandfather had Alzheimer's, and I mean the the thought terrifies me mm. that you know I'm gonna lose that that mental acuity and you know i i see my father who is uh, 65 now and he's starting to not remember things all the time Jesus. and it's just uh, that nothing scares me more my grandmother than... uh died with it as well and mm. yeah the, the thought every now and then scares the shit out of me um i, I don't know if it's you can pass it down that way though well it's no, not passed I... down but it's it might be in your your genes. My my yeah, mom is genetic. old, and she's weird and different, but she's just riding it. She's like, yeah, my brain sucks a little bit. Let's plant some flowers. I'm my like, hope okay. is, my hope is that I'm so like stupid about it that I don't realize <laughs> that I'm forgetting the things at all. Like, yeah. I'm never, as long as I never have any self awareness of the fact that I have this condition and can't remember shit or think clearly, mm. it's all good. Yeah. But I can't imagine that's going to happen. And where my grandfather know. was concerned, I mean, he had hearing aids. He, he worked uh, for Caterpillar on a, a factory line, so his hearing was shot pretty early. Mm. And uh, so he had hearing aid. And whenever he didn't want to hear his wife complaining to him about something, he'd just turn it off. <laughs> that's brilliant. And, and nobody, nobody knew. That you know, he's like, oh, the hearing aid. Oh, I'm sorry, I must need to change the battery. Or here, let me turn it up. My, I'm sorry, my mistake. You know, and it, it, he was able to ride that forever. And then when the the Alzheimer's started becoming an issue, you know, we'd figured out the the hearing aid trick by this point. Hmm. And so we just thought this was like the next step to a certain extent. <laughs> like he was just forgetting stuff to be sly. He was always a really good card player. Hmm. And then uh, one year, I, I guess I was. 19, 18, 19, I went to visit and we uh, hung out and we played cards and I was winning like consistently. Mm. And that was the moment where I knew that th this uh. wasn't this was something serious. This was not really just him not wanting to tip his hand or whatever. He genuinely had a problem. Mm. Um, and then my father went a couple of years ago and the guy couldn't remember how to play the games. Oh, but he boy. still won. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, life. Uh, it's for real, guys. I tell you, though, real. Yeah. you mm -hmm. know, yeah. it often can't be helped. You know, as you get older, dementia, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, there are steps you can take, though, to ensure you live a long life and have all yeah. your mental faculties. Oh, what are those steps, Jim? Not doing drugs is one of them. Ah, Actually, is there is recent research that shows that the use of cannabis is preventative uh, in Alzheimer's. Don't what? spoil this segue. I'm just... Okay, sorry, my bad. <laughs> all drugs are bad for your brain. Mm, all of them, all the time. And you know what, Jonathan? What's that, Jim? I'm ruddy bloody sick of it. <laughs> I'm sick of people saying yes to drugs. Especially in Boston. 
which I which I consider my spiritual home, if not my physical one. It's your physical <sighs> home, though, Jonathan. You don't live in Boston, Jim. No, but you do, and I consider myself the you of people. <laughs> That's why. Why do you consider? Because you're not. You're you are you, and you. Most would say are better than me at most things. I'm better. So why at would you, you want to be me I'm, at all? I'm better at you the at coming up with anti-drug campaigns. I'm not better at you at better than you. This is a hard sentence to say. <laughs> I'm better than you at coming up with anti-drug campaigns. This is my Alzheimer's kicking. I am not better than you at being the face of an anti-drugs campaign. Yeah, you... That, pfft, I'm not the face you want on your campaign. Uh, not Sleepy, Jonathan Holmes. Sleepy, bald, no... <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know. I don't know. Mm. Uh, Sleepy and bald is... It's the classic hallmark of drugs. <laughs> but, but you're not going to be the face of drugs. You're going to be the face of anti-drugs. In okay. fact, you're going to be a superhero. Oh. Uh... Captain Crack Cocaine. They're not going to... The campaign starts with posters. I've already designed it. It's you, Jonathan, with your hands on your uh, hips, right? With a, wearing a blue sweater with a picture of your face on the sweater, just looking sleepy and bold. And a cape, which is like you know, a pillowcase or something, tied around your neck with string. And it says at the top, Captain Crack Cocaine says, Don't be a pussy. <laughs> and I'm well, one. I'm not one for using, you know, insults like that, pejoratives like that. Some would say it's offensive. Some would even say it's gendered. But you can't fuck around when it comes to your kids and drugs, Jonathan. So that's what it will say. Captain Crack Cocaine says, "Don't be a pussy." That doesn't. That sends the message that I like crack cocaine and don't care enough about my uh, presentation to the world, to the people. The children that I would even bother to properly get dressed, and then I'm just <laughs> insulting them and, and saying, uh, implying that being like a woman's vagina is a bad thing, which I don't think it's good. I wish more vaginas, mo- I wish more people were like vaginas in general. Oh, no, I totally agree. I like them. I, I think vaginas are pretty damn good. I will put them. Fuck, it's a, it's a 50-50 race between the vagina and the penis, Jonathan. They're both fantastic. I don't want to I don't want to single anyone out. I don't want to leave people behind and make them feel excluded. Penises That's... and vaginas are fantastic. Stop calling people, you know, pussies and dicks. Yes, if you resemble a vagina, if you make me feel the way vaginas make me feel, that is a compliment. Yeah. But So, okay, so if you're sitting in a boat wearing a raincoat. Mhm. Sure. I will can, do that. Can you be called a pussy? <laughs> I think. I'm just checking. I just want to know where the line is. So like, how much like a pussy do you have to look? Well, I mean, at, at any rate, at any rate, the vernacular of the modern child holds hmm. that pussy is a negative. Right. I don't agree with it, Jonathan. I don't agree with it. We love the JJ on Podtoid. Not, not as much as your yeah. anus, but no. we like. I mean, your anus, Jonathan, is the vagina of 
genitals. Well, if, a, if a vagina could have its own vagina, yeah. it would be Jonathan Holmes' anus. Oh, yeah, uh, what? The double vagina. Right, right. <laughs> That's not. It's the place where babies come out. It's a wonderful zone, guys. But My butt children. is where the poops come out. It's not the same. <laughs> but those are like children, I aren't they? they? Sure I, consider, aren't. I consider every single shit you do to be one of my children. <laughs> They're not good. It's my mothering instinct. I, I get broody whenever I sense you're about to have a shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the, the point is... Kids with their dirty tongues, filthy, waggling children's tongues, use the word pussy as an insult, so that's why we need you on a poster using it. Mm, I've got Captain to speak their language or Crack something. Cocaine says, don't be a pussy. And then they'll know. They'll say, well, that's Captain Crack Cocaine, so clearly he's a superhero. Superheroes are good. Crack Cocaine is bad. So if he's Captain Crack Cocaine, he's saying that Crack Cocaine is bad. Don't be a pussy. I understand that. Obviously, even my tiny child's brain understands that. Don't do crack cocaine. No, 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 no. Captain America is pro-America. You see, you see. What? When you're when you are Captain, no, he's not. Like Captain Vegetable. The Red Skull is pro-America. He is red, like the Republican Party, the most American party in America, and he is a skull, like all of the dead poor people. That's America. The Red Skull is American. Captain America, obviously a captain like the Nazis had in their armies. And Have you looked at Captain like... Crunch lately? Those are not real teeth. There's he ain't crunching shit. Yeah, dude's old. <laughs> so Captain Crunch is anti-crunch, and Captain he's not America crunching. Is... He's not crunching a damn thing. That shit has to sit in milk for like forty-five minutes to be soaked soaked enough to gum. For the captain. For the yeah. captain. I almost believe you. You guys are pretty convincing. Do they call that? Is that sophistry? Is that what they call that? I, I don't. Is is that like heroin? <laughs> I, I don't know because I'm not the drug expert. You are. Anyway, once uh. we once we've put up enough posters, you will be treasured as a childhood icon, like that cartoon and comic they did when I was a kid about the firefly that played with matches and burned the forest down. Because of Whoa. that no good cocky roach. Fuck up. That's a comic strip? Like it was in uh, newspapers or something? It was just something they gave to kids. <laughs> to, to let the parents feel like something was being done. Anyway. Mm. You will be that next one. You'll be Smokey the Bear. That's another one. Smokey the Bear. He's called Smokey. He's against fire. That's true. Aha! Aha, I found a real one. I don't McGruff even need the, the crime Captain dog? America lie anymore. Do you know McGruff the crime dog? Exactly. He hated crime, but he, he was a crime dog. He was a crime dog, and McGruff didn't like rough Ians. <laughs> so you'll be the next one, Captain Crack Cocaine. Uh, once we've put it about that you're the new childhood flavour, uh, we will then contact schools in the local area. Hello. You know, me and Conrad will do this. We'll do a fire... Uh, fire? We'll do something with a fire flag. We'll do the phone campaign. Hello. I represent Captain Crack Cocaine. We'd like to come to the school and talk to the children about crack cocaine. Uh... The headmasters will say... Oh, sorry. The principals will say, I've seen the posters. They're brilliant. Come on in. <laughs> they won't. I don't know. 
We bring all the kids into the school assembly hall. They sit cross-legged on the floor while we play Saturday, 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 Saturday. Do a fight in on Saturday. Just to get the kids pumped up. You come out wearing your sweater and your pillowcase. You come out. Um, me and Conrad take to the mic and say, um, listen up, biznitches. We're here with Captain Cracker Kane telling y'all not to be a twat idiot about drugs so don't do that now who likes kfc chicken <laughs> just the the kids get pumped when you give them like you know treats and things is there gonna be chicken oh there's gonna be chicken the kids are stomping they're like slapping the floor like that they're jumping up and down and we say sit the fuck down mate um you're getting overexcited so we get them to sit back down they're still whooping cheering clapping i bring out Actually, fuck it, we'll bring out two. Conrad as well. We both walk off stage, come out with big, I mean massive, KFC buckets full of crispy fried chicken, 11 herbs and spices. That sounds really good. You, Jonathan, sit down on a chair with a table in front of you. We put the buckets down and you get to eat all that chicken. Well, the oh, kids, really? Well, the kids are going mental. <laughs> and then we just sit and watch. That's really mean. If the kids start cheering at this point, we say, kids, we know you're excited because you're getting to watch your hero eat KFC, 11 herbs and spices. But but shut the fuck up. Let the man eat his chicken in peace. And we'll just sit and watch you eat the, the KFC chicken. Um, both of them. Both buckets. I mean, the buckets are bigger than standard. I've had to make them out of real buckets and just put paper mache around them. Uh, so what do you think of that for the opening act? Me? I don't like yeah. it at all. It's well, not... it'll, I mean, if you're worried you haven't had too much dialogue, uh, I will stop you every now and then and just say you enjoying the chicken. And then you get to say yes. <laughs> I don't like the, the, the chicken bones. I only want soft, boneless chicken. Isn't he a fussy bastard, Conrad? I am I'm a little fussy. It's true. You're a little. fussy bastard. We're giving yeah. him chicken. <laughs> I don't like the bones. Okay, that's true. I mean, it's for the children's entertainment, not not yours. I realize you're. <laughs> they are. I realize you're working hard eating all that chicken for their pleasure. So I'll get you boneless. I, I, you're the talent. What you want, you get. Okay, unless it's out of this idea. You're in that for the long haul, but if you want bonus chicken, I'll get you bonus chicken. Anyway, act two. There's <laughs> more? Oh, yeah. We introduce, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for everybody's favourite part of drugs. Accusations. Now, everybody knows that if, if you've got a brother or a sister or, or any family member, it could be your dad. Your dad could be a scaghead. Yours probably is. We point to the poorest looking kid. Just just to prepare them for later life. Um, you know, it is sad and tragic. They lie. They steal from you. You're, you're destitute as they spend all their money on, on the drugs. Uh, but, as we all know from the show Intervention, the best bit about drugs is when you get to scream at them for doing drugs. And you get to say, idiot! Yeah, prick, stop it. In fact, if, if any of your, your kids, if any of your mothers and fathers uh, are drug addicts, 
go home tonight and and shout you fucking idiot at them and see what happens. No, no. And if you're worried about how that's going to be, how that's going to go, it's time for some role play. That's right, kids. Captain Crack Cocaine isn't here just just to be the only star of this show. At Captain Crack Cocaine's Crack Fun Show. (laughs) Y'all are the stars. And the kids are going, what? We are the stars of this show. Yes, this is empowering. One by one, kids, you're going to come up and you're going to get to play the role of a druggy head. And Captain Crack Cocaine is going to show you what to do with anyone, a loved one or a stranger in the street. You can often find them under bridges, kids, if you feel like a little vigilante work. But for now, come up, sit at the table opposite Captain Crack Cocaine while he finishes his chicken, and he's going to show you how to confront a drug user. So one by one, we bring the kids up. They sit at the table opposite you, Jonathan, and you, mouthful of chicken, just start screaming right in the kid's face. Do you do drugs? Do you do drugs? Are you on the heroin? Are you a fucking skaghead? Are you a junkie, no good piece of dirt? Like, I want you to be almost red-faced. And you're spitting bits of chicken out just to give the kids, it gets them really pumped up to have this this old man in a sweater and pillowcase just like an inch away from their face. Just you fucking drugs! Are you doing drugs, you piece of shit? Are you on the heroin? What is are it you? Crack? Is it crack? What are you pumped up? You, what are you? <laughs> fucking disappointment! What you, you are an idiot! You are <laughs> scum! Probably a prostitute! You think you've got a future? Do you think your mother and father are proud of you? Really? Really? What are you. You what? might as well never come into school again, you fucking waste! You stupid shithead! That, that, you uh, don't have a future. You don't have a future. And that's not one by one. Um, for, you know, I'm I'm guessing schools have about what three to five hundred students. Yeah. You'll have enough chicken to um to to last. Give keep the energy up while you just do the. You fucking <laughs> Fried chicken doesn't give me energy, and that doesn't. I don't know what you mean by pumped up when you when you disrespect children they don't know well enough to disregard your opinion they truly believe that the way adults treat them is how they should measure their own worth so when you treat kids really bad they cry they really believe that they're terrible that's why it's so important to be to uh, be nice to kids because they they, they're very sensitive to that stuff jim therapy you think any kids (laughs) want to do drugs after you have just told them what a piece of shit they are and how they've got no hope and might as well give up and do drugs all the rest of it. <laughs> it's going to want to do drugs. They're going to think, I never want to experience that again, especially when they walk through what we've called the corridor of shame. What's that? What? We select 50 of the best-looking kids, just the handsomest kids, because they're the popular ones. And we put them on side so we don't get bullied. Uh, we pick 50 of them and they sit side, they stand rather, side, like facing each other, side by side. So two columns, two rows of kids, 25 apiece, to form like a human corridor leading away from the table. So after you shout at them, I'm guessing 10 to 15 minutes of screaming per child, uh, 
me and Conrad lift the kid up, just shove him into that corridor of people, and those kids just push them while they walk through past them. They just shove them left to right um, while just screaming things like loser, loser, idiot, loser, jerk off. Um, and then right at the back, we'll let one kid just say, fucker. Uh, and then just shove them out the corridor. And then they're out of the school. Then they're out of the school? Just they've been kicked out? Yeah. Or they're just for nope. the day? No, no, they'll be allowed back in. But after they've got to wait outside the school for like until we've done everything. Then we bring the kids back in for act two. That was act two. I hope this is almost nope. the final act. It's a lot of it's trouble. Yeah. This is a bad one. Yeah. The final act is we let a dog loose into the kids <laughs> cross-legged and you chase the dog around. It's dog play. A small dog? I have a cute small dog. Actually, a better idea. Um, <laughs> this is good. As me and Conrad lift the kids up after you've dressed them down, we plant a small satchel of cocaine in one of the kids' pockets. That's not a good idea. Sniffer dog. Trained to find it. And we say, we're going to show you how sniffer dogs help the police to find drugs. Now, we could do this like Duck, Duck, Goose, actually. We just get everybody to sit in a circle. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we bring the dog in and slowly bring around one child to the next. And just, you know, threaten them idly. <laughs> you know, as we pass, just like, I bet it's you, isn't it? I bet you've got the shit. On to the next person. <laughs> Which one of you little fuckers is holding? Yep. Just keep on going. And then just, just, just as soon as that, that dog finds it and wrenches the child across the room, we throw its ass to the ground, cuff it behind its back, and haul him into the station. I like that. I, I really like that. And I'll tell you what would make that idea better? If Holmes was the dog. Oh! Uh, oh! Yeah, we point out, like, as we, plant, as, as we plant the shit, we give you a wink. Uh, just so you know, that's the kid to go for. And at that point, like, you've gone for this point, like while me and Conrad are playing Duck, Duck, Goose. Fun game, fun childhood game. Um, you are getting dressed up in a dog suit. And by that, I mean I've glued some barbershop hair to a T-shirt. And once we accuse, we point at the kid and shout, Junkie, 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 whore! Junkie, 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 prick! Um, you run out on all fours with your dog uh, barbershop hair shirt. Grab the kid so it's like biting its leg and just do your best to drag it to the ground with your mouth. And then we slap the cuffs on him and haul him in for questioning. And we leave the school premises with that kid and just don't come back. We let the kid go. We're not kidnapping. You know, we get as far as like the nearest forest or something, uncuff the kid and say, well done, kids, you did great. And we go. Wow. And and, mm. and I tell you what, Applause will ring through the streets of Boston because we've done it again. <laughs> that is, it's interesting because it's not offensive, but it is one of the most <laughs> damaging ideas you've had. No. Like when, when the kids are going to be burned alive and stuff, that's bad because they're going to die, but the, the the damage will just be the, the end of their lives. That's that's the one... Bullshit. I've worked so hard. This is an idea, Jonathan, in which you mm-hmm. are not humiliated. Uh, I am spitting chicken on children and dressing myself as a dog, biting the boy, 
on the leg. Oh, I also forgot the bit. This is the bit that really made me uh, smile with, with good feelings earlier. <laughs> I forgot trophy time where we give the kids each a little golden plastic trophy, which they then have to line up and give to you for being <laughs> a good sport. Uh, so we'll throw that in like before Duck Duck Goose. Um, so, I mean, you're getting praise. You're getting rewards. You're not being physically hurt, and you're not physically hurting anyone. These have all been your problems in the past. No one dies. Uh, uh, I'm not touching your ass. I'm not doing any bum stuff. <laughs> I'm biting a child, and we're throwing him in the woods. Yeah. We're, and psychological uh, damage can Play be worse Play-biting. You're, you're not, like, breaking skin. If you are, I'm going to have a serious word with you. That's perverse. You're just, like, play-biting, and you, you try and grab onto his shorts or his belt with your mouth and just yank him down. That's not good. <laughs> that's, that's, oh, can you picture that? If a guy did that when you were, like, seven or six? If, if a, a guy did that to me when I was seven, I guarantee you I would never touch drugs. <laughs> Tepa, come on! I can't deny this is a good deterrent. I, uh, I don't know. It's never been done. I will give you that. Ah! Anything's possible. Maybe this is the way. Never Maybe. been done. They told Reed Richards that he was an idiot to bring his underqualified, quite frankly, family into space with him. What happened? The Fantastic Four. <laughs> That's what happened. You're right. Which is, and of they... course, a superhero team dedicated to fighting anybody who's fantastic. And the thing is pretty angry at Reed for that. Reed wasn't too pleased with becoming a cookie man. Ah, uh, but in the end, he was lovable and blue-eyed. So sometimes we get gifts. Now, we don't know they're gifts at the time. Then you think me biting a boy's belt and dragging him around might be like that? I think... I think you biting a boy is good for America. Bite boys for America is what I'm asking you to do, Jonathan. I'm picturing Nancy Reagan doing all of these things back in her heyday, back in the different strokes, Punky Brewster era when she would go on TV and say, just say no. Yep. As and if they would be like, oh, okay. How far did that get her? Uh, a lot of people are still saying yes. They are still doing drugs. So if she, you're thinking if she had uh, bitten children and eaten chicken <laughs> and gotten awards from children. I'm thinking that if she had done, if, crack, if Captain Crack Cocaine was around during Nancy Reagan's reign of tyranny, mm. we wouldn't even be having a discussion about legalized marijuana because nobody in America would wa even want marijuana to begin with. <laughs> That debate would be solved. Yes, please. Thank you. Ding. Next discussion. Gay marriage. Have it. We're not wasting our time talking about drugs. <laughs> we'll never know. How, how am I to prove you wrong? It's true. The only way is to do it. I'm not going to do it, though. But it is an interesting idea. I'm going to try to be uh, less negative. It's my new, new leaf I'm turning over. So I'm almost 36. Next... Uh, Next week, I'll be 36. I've got to turn over a new leaf. New Year's resolutions coming up. Yeah, that's it. I never do them. Well, they don't really make any sense. No, it's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, but still, when you get old. I might do one this year, though. 
Yeah, what would that be? I feel like I've been a bit neglectful in life, so I'm going to dedicate more time to your anus, Jonathan. No, no, all anus. <laughs> There's. Is it just a funny sounding word? Is that what it is? Well, or just like you're not supposed to say it, so it's fun to say it. I don't I, know why people want to talk about it so much. Ah. I, get, I get to say that I have a New Year's rectolution. <laughs> I think it's because it provokes this kind of reaction, to be perfectly honest. It's not that interesting of a reaction. Again, it's not as though I say, oh, stop it. Burr, burr, burr. I just go, oh, oh no, anus talk. Is, that, is it because I'm too dry about it? Should I be wetter? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I didn't. <laughs> really didn't think that went through, did you? I guess so. Mm. <laughs> Jonathan. Uh, yeah. Can I live in your house? <laughs> I guess. I mean, if you have no other place to go. <laughs> Before you go to bed at night and when you wake up, I want to just be there with big green ears in place of mine. And I just want to go right up to you and go, yum, yum. <laughs> I want to be your house gremlin. <laughs> I want you to dress up as Gizmo. <laughs> well, you know, he probably has gremlins in his house. In the traditional do. screwing up, you know, electronics and equipment sense. Well, Already in problems. his home, you'd just be personifying it. I just, mm. yeah, it would give you a reason for all the shit that breaks in your house. <laughs> I was going around actually breaking it. And, and you are Gizmo, and I tie you up to toy train tracks, and I ride toys into you, and I go, Gizmo! <laughs> no, you shouldn't do that. You can come over. And I but can don't... be the one that points at the microwave and goes, Microwave! Whoa, who did that? Am I forgetting that part of Gremlins? George. George. Who the new batch. Oh, yeah. the Q- Is he the one with the uh, googly eyes? With the cigar. No. Oh, yeah, he's the Edward G. Robinson type guy. He's, um, yeah, George, and the other one was called Lenny. It's an Of Mice and Men reference. Oh, that's right. A friend of mine wrote a song about Gremlins 2. Don't you test me on Gremlins 2, the new batch knowledge. Did you see the deleted scene with, uh, I think it's Dick Butkus and uh, Hulk Hogan eating ice cream? Um, That wasn't the one in the movie theater. No, it's uh, the gremlins are going berserk in the clamp um, mall or whatever it is, and they're just starting to spread around, and someone's getting ice cream. You see it for a split second, and uh, he just jumps out of like M&M's, but it's Hulk Hogan and Dick Butkus, I think, or whoever the uh, the tall, uh, the high tower guy was from the Police Academy movies. He's wow. just in Gremlins 2 for like three frames. It's good. Check it out. It's good, because there's two alternative scenes for the bit when the gremlins break the fourth wall. And mess up the movie theater. And there's that one when uh, Hulk Hogan tells them off and tells them to keep playing Gremlins to the new batch. And then there's another one when they edit it into a John Wayne film and John Wayne shoots the Gremlins. That's the only one I know. Was that other one just for theaters or something? The Hulk Hogan one? Um, one of them was for theaters. One of them... I've seen them both on VHS. Oh. And on the Blu-ray... Uh, it's the Hulk Hogan one, but there is a, oh. an alternate one where they go in different, like different movies. That's the only one I know. That alternate one, huh? They edit them into, and John Wayne shoots them all. The song my friend sang about it goes like this: Don't you? Uh, how's it go? Okay, I remember it. Don't you wish Gremlins Two hadn't been a flop? Don't you wish the makers of Ghostbusters Two would have known when to stop? It's a pretty good song. Oh, they're making Ghostbusters was that, 3. Was that Bill the OP song? 
Yeah, that's it. Is that it for the song? Yeah, I didn't want to. Take oh, that's a shame. Time. Oh, yeah. so there is more to it. Oh yeah, yeah. So I thought it would have been brilliant if that was the whole song. That well, that's the only part that's focused solely on Gremlins. Too, oh, okay. So I, I won't bother. I thought they weren't doing Ghostbusters three. I thought Bill Murray like burned the script or something. I thought he said no. it was shit. He suddenly, like yesterday, called Harold Ramis and was I... like, "Okay, I'm in." Are we sure? I'm. I'm no. You never know for sure. Because I thought. I thought. Um. I because I had seen that floating around. Um. Yesterday as well, and then shortly thereafter, I saw some other people saying, "Well, it's you know coming from some not so trustworthy sources that some uh... bigger sites then picked the story up." So I don't know that. I I, I haven't actually read anything that. I would say absolutely, okay, cool, Murray's in this thing. But I do know that I, I think they were going to just go ahead with production next year, regardless of whether or not Murray was on board. So, um, I don't know I really think... what he would offer to that movie anyway at this point. I mean, I love him, still love him, but he's not Peter Venkman anymore, really. You know, He's a whole new guy now, new cells. Every seven years, guys, new, new cells. You know that? Your body cells, totally different than they were seven years ago. No, nah, not mine. But he no? could be a different Peter I, Venkman. I trained you, mine to stay. You're, you're, you trained your cells. I trained, I trained my cells seven years ago to stay. They ain't leaving. They know what happens if they fuck off. Whoa, what happens? You're looking, you're looking at Jim Sterling, original copy. <laughs> I have to go soon, guys. I gotta edit Teenage Pokemon. First episode's really gonna get done. Everyone submitted their stuff. I have an editor who's helping me, but only for like two hours and only tonight. And then, like, maybe I can catch up with you in February. But the episode is in part about Christmas. So I have to do it tonight. Isn't that exciting? Are you excited? Sorry, I'm just thinking about how awesome it would be to have Peter Venkman, 30 years older, <laughs> still, you know, like like back at NYU, and and like like they could do the same opening scene where he's got the young co-ed and he's doing the psychic experiment, and it's totally not working because he's old and disgusting, <laughs> and he just doesn't get it. That could be good. You're right. Uh, in the right hands, of course, anything's possible. Well, it's for, right, for, man. I mean, who else is going to do it? I don't know if he's still got the stuff. I didn't hate Year One, actually. Everyone told me it was the worst movie ever, and it is not great, but it wasn't all bad. There were some parts I liked. You guys anyway, see that so huh? I think oh, yeah. you were going to move on to questions, and then I oh, dragged yeah. back into this. And that's okay. If that's go. okay with you guys, I hate to be a jerk. Um, I'm usually not one to say we got to get out, but this is my no, only time. No, no. We, we've had fun and games on the episode. I think so. If anyone's yeah. upset or angry with it, they can. Fuck off right now! They've got now I, I appreciate your uh, your commitment, Holmes, and your your unwillingness to pull out early in most circumstances. But uh, you know, we'll take one on the chest this time. <laughs> wow! What? Uh, we got a question already before I even asked. People seem to know. Uh, Tyler Weed, Shadow Boy Tyler on Twitter, asks: Are you guys planning on doing another commentary over the VGAs this year, like you did last year? I think yes. we are, aren't we? We are. Yeah. This Friday. Oh, is that this Friday? Friday? This Friday, oh, 6 p.m. Jesus. Pacific. I totally forgot. Okay. Yeah, I meant, we are with TV I meant to edit in a bit of us talking about it last week, but couldn't find a place to put it. But yeah, uh, Twitch TV, isn't it? Yeah, uh, or Detoid.tv. Detoid.tv. Um, if you tune into that when the VGAs are playing, you will hear 
well, she'll hear and see, I'm guessing. Yep. Myself, Conrad Zimmerman, Jonathan Holmes, Podsoap Gang. Uh, and I think maybe uh, Rick Olson, the guy who, uh, King Foom from our Twitch channel, he may he may also be joining us. So yeah, oh, it'll be wow. good. That'll Wonderful. be fun crossover. Yeah. Well, I f- I'm glad you reminded me I was doing that. I can't wait to do it. Uh, Slow Holmes asks how Conrad ended up at a Denny's at 3 a.m. with Mega64 and a Hispanic man explaining apple juice. There's a video of that on the internet. There is a video of that, yeah. Um, I don't remember the exact circumstance. We were, it was at GDC, and uh, we were coming, we were walking back from a party or something, and and a lot of people were drunk. Uh, I was not. Um, Max Scoville was there, and um, he's the one I most remember being there. I know a lot, a whole bunch of the Detroiters were there. I just can't remember everyone. Hamza was there, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Uh, Mm-hmm. And and Rocco from Mega Sixty Four, we we ran into him on the street, and uh, and the 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 guy, gosh, I can't remember what his name was, the loud guy, who was just so much fun and kept going into the kitchen and bugging the staff and really made me uncomfortable with the idea. I mean, we left. You wouldn't believe the tip. <laughs> like, <laughs> you would not so, believe the tip. So you just bumped into Rocco? It was just kind of happenstance that that yeah, all... Yeah, it was just kind of happenstance, it? and we weren't, you know, he wasn't doing anything, and we weren't doing anything, and we were hungry, and we went to Denny's. Because awesome. uh, chocolate chip pancakes. Oh, sounds delicious. He's a really humble guy, that Rocco bot. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's fun. I like him a lot. Yeah, me too. I was meaning to talk about something I did. I'll do it real quick, and I want to get your opinion about this. People have been writing me a lot in the past couple of weeks, and I haven't gotten back into most of them. I feel really badly uh, saying nice things about stuff we do. And someone wrote and asked how they get into video game journalism and are able to get paid enough to do it. And I told them, to me, it's kind of like buying a webcam and hoping you can get paid to masturbate for free on webcam. <laughs> it's not a sure thing because a lot of people are doing it for free, for fun, all the time, uh, which kind of devalues the service. You know what I mean? Uh, and I wished him luck, of course, instead of you stick at it and make connections. And, you know, especially if there's a new site that like doesn't know how hard it is to actually make money at this. They might pay you a bunch and then go bankrupt a couple years later, which seems to happen a fair amount. Um, I wished him luck. I said, oh, and PR marketing, there's tons of money there. But it's really hard because so many people are willing to do this for free. Uh, and therefore, other people aren't willing to pay you because they can get someone to do it for free. Does that make yeah. sense, guys? Am yeah, I, I would awful? get into a relationship with someone with a lot of profit potential long term. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, hope that they're willing to support your ass. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can make a good living doing this, but my God, the amount of work you have to put into, mm. you better love it. You better love it more than anything in the world. I started free. I worked for free for a while, before Destructoid even. Um, I got the experience. I got practice in. The practice is important. Um, It is. I mean, hell, I'm better now than I was a year ago. And Mm. I was better then than I was a year before then. And I don't even consider myself that great now, just in terms Mm. of pure writing ability. You practically taught myself how to write. And I don't (laughs) adhere to any of the actual rules of writing. Um, I've noticed yeah, <laughs> but um, you know it's it's constant constant practice. You have to work like write a lot to get mm-hmm. even halfway decent. Well, it's, and, it's like any other muscle, 
really. I yeah. mean, the more you flex it, the more you challenge yourself, uh, the more um, uh, willing you are to see it through, uh, the stronger it's going to get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, for two, about two years as well, even working at Destructed, I was working nights. I was working days on Destructed, and then I was going working nights in a cab office. Mm-hmm. Um just dealing with the very worst that South London has to offer. And that's really bad if you if you uh, have ever spoken to anyone from South London, myself included. I mean, I'm, I'm one of the better ones. That's what we're dealing with there. Um, when I started writing for Destructoid, I was, you know, working full-time at a Circuit City and, uh, and then later full-time as a, real, as a realtor um, mm-hmm. and had to fit this in alongside it because it's just not, you know... Yeah. You can only do so much, and when you're just starting out and still making connections and, and not necessarily even sure if you can commit, it's it's harder to do it when you're older. Like, if you're mm-hmm. young, go for it while you can. Give yeah. it a year or two, and if it's not working out, it's not working out. Here's the thing. Work on making yourself valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Because when you are you know, not a name at all, you know, and then a few years ago, no one knew who the fuck I was. No one had a reason to care. Um, but, you know... I'm still waiting for the reason, but... Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Very no, fair me, point. For me, not for Jim. Oh, uh, for Jim. It was a very fair point, though. Um, <laughs> I... That's thrown me. Uh, that, that was too good. <laughs> that was too good. Uh, make yourself valuable. Um, give your editor a reason to want to keep you on, and then you know you can talk a bit of scratch. Mm. Even if but you, you got to earn that first. Yeah. If you're good enough, and if you are reliable enough, this is this is how I've gotten through a lot of places. You know, I worked uh, hard I... for nothing until I was a valuable commodity. Well, it's, mm. it's funny because, I mean, that sort of policy, uh, that work ethic policy applies to so many other things. I, I once got a job at a used video game shop. I'd become unexpectedly unemployed. Uh, I wasn't able to find anything. I was kind of going nuts. And there's nothing worse to me than not having something to work at. It's just the death. Um, but I, I So I was going to like buy a JRPG that I could sink 80 hours into to sort of occupy my mind. And I called the local game shop and the guy that normally answered the phone wasn't there. And I had a clean shirt on and was out the door in 10 minutes <laughs> stocking their shelves. Wow. You know, and, and, you know, after a couple of days of talking to them and being around the shop, I worked my way into a part-time job and then a full-time job there because A, it was something that I cared about, wanted to do, and was good at, and B, I really needed a fucking job. Is that where you met Scott Lagrasta, the uh, level designer of Bioshock 2? Well, no, the... I, met the, I met Scott Lagrasta at um, uh, a board game shop. Actually, the board game shop had fired me, and that's why I was temporarily unemployed. Huh, interesting. Yeah. Well, I'd want to hear more, but I still got to scoot. Should I do yeah. more questions, or should we scoot? What well, do you guys want? you're the guy with the, the time... Uh, I'll do one more. I feel like a jerk. Shannon Gregory works for Nintendo. What a sweetheart. Yep, she's asking us Podtoid questions. That goes well. (sighs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a weird feeling. That's weird. Um, She asks, if you and Jim bought a house together... (laughs) Yeah, she listens to the show, guys. I I already have about 50 answers. (laughs) If you and Jim bought a house together and were painting your new office... What would Deep you put kissing. on the walls? Deep kissing. 
Sorry, I, I jumped the gun and got excited. Um, <laughs> what was the full question? She just wants to know what we would paint on the walls. I've never had an office. I don't think about them. I have no idea. I don't paint walls ever. I'm just asking the question because Shannon asked it. I, I do have an office. Yeah? What would you paint on our I, shared office walls, Jen? I didn't paint jack shit on these. I've got a Webby Award nomination hanging on the wall. Which, pure narcissism. I've got the Jimquisition flag on one wall. I've got a Warriors Orochi 2 canvas. Um, A Raccoon City sign, which is propped up precariously on the wardrobe so it risks falling on my head every time I open it. And a painting by Wolfgore Show, who did the the slow motion Olsen pizza song thing. Oh, yeah. A painting of the Magic Bullet commercial, but with xenomorphs in place of all the people. That he did for us, which was awesome. Um, but no actual, you know, is this just plain white walls? I like, I like plain white walls. All right, let's do it. But she's yeah. expecting me to say feces, so let's say feces. <laughs> we can't end on a better note than that. There is no better <laughs> note than the brown note, Jonathan. The brown note. Uh, okay, I'm gonna pitch my thing. I'm doing this Sunday on Sub Holmes. It's not the only thing you'll be pitching. <laughs> Joe Lambert will be on the show. Joe uh, is of White Whale Games. She co-started it with her pal George. I believe his name is George. And they've got an iOS game that people really love. I have to buy it before the show. I played a little bit of it, but I really got to dig into it before the Sunday. Uh, the game's called God of Blades. She's going to announce some news about it. It's one of those games that has a weird sort of crossover appeal where like really heady game designer types like uh, Adam Saltzman, Adam Atomic, creator of Cannonball, has raved about it. And then just your average Joe Blow on the street will also say, woof, those God of Blades, love it, want that God and the Blades. He really likes it. So everyone likes it. It'll be fun to talk to her about things. 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sunday on Twitch TV. We will do that. And I think we have the iTunes version of last week's show up with Douglas Wilson, creator of Johan Sebastian Joust and a game called Button. And he also was the studio head of uh, a company that made a game called Where Is My Heart? That's on PS Minis. That's an interesting game. We talked to him about all sorts of stuff. He's a smart, funny guy, and I like him. So you can listen to that. It's on iTunes now, is it, Conrad? It is. I've really kept up. Oh, good. All right. That was a good episode. Yeah, yeah. That uh, that released yesterday on iTunes. Um, as for me, uh, just uh, make sure you tune in for the VGA stream at Detroit TV. That's uh, oh, this yeah. uh, Friday, six p.m. Pacific. We'll be doing shave. that uh, live commentary. Ought to be a lot of fun. For that. Oh, I got a yeah. I got a beard now. I'll shave it. Oh no! Keep it. Really? You'll it's look, so gross. You'll look like a beige Peter Gabriel when he went through his bulky <laughs> beard fight. I look much more like an uh, unattractive common. You know the common black man? He just calls himself common. He's a black man. He's good. He's a rapper. Keep the beard. Okay, I'll keep the beard fine. Band fucking uh, Oh, and then Teenage Pokemon. Who knows? That might be a thing. Look for it in, uh, on places. I don't know where it's going to go. Or if it's going to go, but we've got all the animation done, all the audio is done, we just need to edit it together and do wipes, Jim. Yeah. (laughs) Am I supposed to do those? 
Your wipes? You just said it like I should be doing them. <laughs> no, I think he was expecting you to make an arse joke. Oh! No, I just wanted to make sure oh, you were listening. Oh, thank God. Wiping your technical. ass. No, that's not what I... Ah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that'll be a thing. Look for it. Uh, 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 maybe Twitter's the best place. It'll definitely be wherever it is. I'm excited about up. that. I was sitting here waiting to do voice acting for it, and I never got the call. Oh, but you! I still wanted you to do. We were gonna because uh, you said do it. I did. I'm and waiting then, for you to do it still. To read those lines. To, oh, you. you just want that bit? Just for I now. Thought that was for a different show. No, that's this is for Teenage Pokemon, and then if that episode ever gets made, then you're gonna have your own spinoff show. I'm gonna find animators for you. I'm gonna get you a soundtrack. It's gonna be fantastic. That's confusing. But well, first, just read those lines I yeah. wrote you. Just do it. Find me stuff to do, because this is a good idea, and I want to bogart it. <laughs> My hope is that I would give you and Max Scoville both versions of the show to do, and then I can just stop. Then you can take all the money and the fun, and I can say, I gave birth to something. I don't want the money. I just want to be in a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be in it. I'll take <laughs> yeah, the money. Looking very, yeah. Pay Conrad for me to be in the cartoon. <laughs> um... Yeah. What am I doing? Fuck. Okay. Uh, over on escapistmagazine.com, Jimquisition went up. That is uh, about review scores and putting paid to the idea that all reviewers hate them and is just looking for an excuse not to use them. As people, many people presume that's true of me. And I'm like, no, stop telling me to stop using them. I like them. Um, so that's worth doing. Uh, if you go on distracted.com, there is a, a new blatantly better went up at the tail end of last week called Wii U is blatantly better than uh, PS3 360 combined, uh, which was a very fun article to write. Um, I reviewed Transformers Prime the game, which I mentioned for no other reason than I think that might be the last review I do of 2012, which really upsets me. Um, so that's worth reading. And what else? Over on escapismagazine.com, I'm working on some new projects, uh, upcoming stuff. I'm going to be having a show about movies soon, and something exclusive for their YouTube channel, um, which is also quite exciting, so be on the lookout for that. And also the Jimquisition Awards. I'm doing my own little award show for video games starting December 17th. Um, so be on the lookout for that. And as Conrad said, tune in to Detoid.tv uh, this Friday night, 6pm, whatever it was. Uh, and Pacific. We, Pacific. You idiots. And we'll talk about, you know, their bullshit. I think it'll be. I think it'll be a lot of fun. We had a really good time with that last year. I, I didn't know what to expect. I said, "Oh, let's just go do this," and it, we laughed our asses off. It was a good one. We did. We like each other, so that'll be good. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, that's it then. Thank you so much for listening this week. We'll be back next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.